so good. Before I get into the word, before I dive into the word, before we get into it, I want to pray. God, my Father, please give me the words to say to your people. Let me not stray to the left or to the right, God, but only speak whatever you command me to speak. And let it be a demonstration of your Holy Spirit power. In your son's name. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I told you that I've been grieving. I told you my heart, my, my, I can just feel the weight of the people. And sometimes it just overwhelms me and I can feel things that maybe some other people don't feel, but I can feel when people are hurting. I can feel when something ain't right. I also can feel when the Spirit of God is moving. And he been on me heavy. So heavy that at I feel like my heart is about to explode at times. He says, son, I am coming soon. <sighs> You're going to have to help me through this. It's a, it's a sense of urgency that must take place in the church and then in the world. He said, son, I'm coming soon, and uh, my house need to be in order. Their house need to be in order. He said, son, I am coming soon. And then he said, look, he said, I want you to, I want you to change this, this series because it's time to preach about this now. He said, I want you to change it to a revelation. I want you to just preach on this. And I said, hold on, Lord, that's a... That's, that's difficult. That's, that's something that takes millions, that takes years to, to, to study. He said, no, Sean, you speak what I tell you to speak and you'll be fine. He said, but I am coming soon. And it's a sense of urgency that must happen in the church and in the people's lives. He said, you must tell them that I am coming and you must get your house in order. Amen. See, we go about our lives just floating thinking that this day won't come. And even spoke of it in the prophecy that said that the end time will come. And people will say, well, they've been saying that for years and he still has not came. The day that you get comfortable will be the day that he break through the clouds and the trumpet sounds. And the son of man shall come down in all his glory. It's time to make your decision. It's time to stand for Christ. It's time to rededicate yourself back to God. It's time to clean out your closet. This is not just a typical sermon, not just a typical series, but this is a warning from him who have the power in his hand. 
Revelation. John wrote the book of Revelation. John was on the island of Patmos. He was exiled there because of the word of God. He was, he was, they told him he was talking about God too much, so we know we're going to put you on our island. See, but on that island can stop the word of God from coming. And John had a vision, a great revelation, outpouring of the Spirit of God. Help me. He said, the revelation from Jesus in verse 1, 1 and 1. He said, the revelation from Jesus Christ what God gave him to show his servant what must soon take place. And I want to stop right now just for a moment because this Bible was written a long time ago. And it says that what he said, this must, what soon must take place. If it was soon then, folks, hallelujah, if it was soon then, then where are we at right now, folks? It was soon then. Then where are we at right now, folks? It's time out for playing. It's time out for living the lifestyle that you think you want to live. But it's time to live for him. Put off the flesh. Put off those things that hinder you from getting close to him because the time is near. That's what he says. Listen, the fact that no man know the hour, know the day, what a son of man shall appear should give you so much of godly feeling you. It should change your path because you don't even know. He can come right now and are you ready? He can come right now and are you ready? Are you ready? He said, ready or not, I'm coming. He ain't playing. This ain't no time to play church. This ain't no time to say, hey, I'm just this is a social club. This ain't no social club. This ain't this is the house of God. This is love in this house. And we must be prepared when he comes. Because this house, I'm telling you, some of us don't even know him. He told me that grieved me so bad because I'm the shepherd of this house. And he says, some of them don't even know me. They associate with me but don't know me. Hallelujah. They associate with Christianity but they don't know what it means to be a Christian. They come to church and they say I'm a Christian but they live like hellions on Monday and Friday Monday through Friday. He said but they say they know me and they do not know me. Hallelujah. He said to know me is to, to follow my commands to obey me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I'm coming soon. He said, he made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John, who testified to everything he saw. That is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. He said this in verse 3. He said, blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. And blessed are the ones, are those who hear it and take heart what is written in it because the time is near. Hallelujah. He said, listen, bless. He said, and it's nowhere else written in the Bible. They said, blessed if you read this aloud. And because you're listening, he said, take heart to it. Do not harden your hearts. Don't think that I'm just, oh, this pastor just losing his mind. No, I'm trying to, I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to plead with you. It's a sense of urgency coming. 
It's a sense of urging already here. He said, blessed are the one who reads aloud words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear it and take heart what is written in it. Take it to heart. Don't take this lightly. You've been taking this walk too lightly. You've been taking Christianity too lightly. The word Christian means to be of Christ and nothing else. To walk in Victoria, to walk the way that he walked. Not the way of the word. He said, put off your flesh and live for through the spirit of God. You cannot do this on your own. You need the power of the Holy Spirit in you to live this life. We need him. Oh, ever so dearly. Uh, but we go day by day, not even saying one word to him. We go months by months while I even open up the Bible. I bet if I go to your house, some of the dust is still on that Bible. Uh, what you say, we, I'm a Christian. Hallelujah. The words of Matthew always put things back into perspective. On that day, it will be many that says, Lord, didn't I prophesy in your name, Lord? Then I cast out demons in your name, Lord. Then I do this in your name. Then I do that in your name. And he looked at them plainly and said, I never knew you. Those words grieved my spirit and so yours. Because you, you see, that lets me know that those people thought they was doing it right and thought that they was doing it correctly. But God said, I never knew you because you had no relationship with me. You associated with the faith, but you wasn't of me. It's about a relationship. And on that day, man, that would be a whole man to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And you stand before a holy God and you're thinking you're about to enter in the kingdom. And he says, I never knew you. He said, because the time is near. A lot, of, a lot of preachers I have seen throughout my years that stray away from revelation. They stray away from teaching it. They say, no, I don't want to do that. And I don't know if it's just they're trying to teach on their own accord or they feel the words in the back of this book. And they read, Hallelujah. I warn everyone who hears the words of this prophecies of this scroll. If anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the place described in this scroll. And if anyone takes the words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away that person and any share of tree of life in the holy city. One version said they had take them out of the Lamb Book of Life. But he said, well, Pastor, then why are you teaching on it? And I said, Lord, you're going to have to speak through me because I don't want to speak nothing because my name is written in that and I don't want it to be erased. Hallelujah. But your blood, my responsibility is to sheep in this house. 
And if I never told the sheep that the time is near, if I never told the sheep that it's time to get your house in order, if I never told the sheep to lay down the sins and repent from the evil ways and follow Christ, if I never told the sheep that when I stand before God, he'll tell me that blood is on your hand. Why didn't you tell my people what I commanded you to say? He said, but listen, in verse, verse 4, John See, John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia, and he told him to write these things. He told John, you're going to write to these seven churches. He said, you're going to write to the churches, man. The churches were, but the believers are, the churches who, who say they are Christian, the churches who, who, who say they follow Christ, I want you to write to them. This is what he said, man. He said, he said, grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits before the throne and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. He said, grace to you. He said, who is and who was and who is to come? God is everlasting. He's everywhere at the same time. He said, who is, who was, and is to come? Who is is in the present, and who was was in the past, and who is to come is the future. He knows all things. And then he said, and from the spirit, the seven spirit before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler, and the kings of the earth. You see, he said, the one who is, who was, and who is to come, and then the spirit, and then Jesus Christ, the trinity that he's speaking of, and the kings of the earth. He said, to him who loved us and has freed us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, to him who loved us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, he has made us uh, to be a kingdom and priest to serve his God and Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. To him who, who, to who? To Jesus who loves us, he said. To Jesus who loves us and has freed us, what he has did. He has freed us. What did Jesus do? He has freed us from what? From what? From our sins. By what? His blood. The Bible said those who were born of God will not continue in sin. Year after year, all our life we've been taught that We'll never be good enough. We'll never, we'll always be sinning. We'll always continue. To, he said, no, no, that's not what he says. He said, I freed you from it. But you're still in this sinful mind state that I'll never be good enough, that i always continue to sin. No, that's the reason you, we cut the cross short. We say that his, we're literally saying that his blood wasn't enough. Not only just to cover our sins, he said, I freed you from it. This is in the back of the book. He said, I freed you from this thing. He said, listen, what we're literally doing, folks, what we're literally doing, he said, I die for all of your sins, correct? And we know that, right? And then he took it, all the sins upon the world, the past and everything, and he brought it to the cross, and they nailed him, and he died for us. But why are we going back to the cross and picking it back up that he already died for it, but we go back to the cross and pick it back up? And he said, listen, I give you a way out. Each time that you make the decision to do what you do, I give you the way out because I gave you the spirit to tell you otherwise what to do. But you don't take heed to it. You quit it. 
Do not quench the spirit. He said, be holy for I am holy. He said, be imitators of Christ. Be imitators of God. How can we do that without his spirit living in us? He said, he who knew no sin became sin. Jesus didn't know no sin. And he became sins for you and me so that we don't have to walk there in it. But we make this excuse, and I heard this before. He said, if, we were, if, we, uh, if, if we're faithful enough to, if we confess our sin, God is faithful enough to forgive us. That is true. That is the word of God. But we cannot use that as an excuse to keep doing what we're doing. Because the Bible said it's almost when you continue to do that, when you go back and pick those sins back up and you crucify him again. He said, the time is near. Get my house in order. He said, listen, it was his blood that was for me, that was shed for you. His blood was enough. He restored the balance. Look, listen, we was once in darkness, and now we are in light, and we're supposed to continue in that light. Darkness and light can't coexist together. Either you're in or you ain't. If you're going to gather or you're going to scatter. If you're with him or you ain't, that's what the word says. He said he has made us to be a kingdom and a priest to serve. To do what? To serve who? His God and Father. To serve. You ain't here for yourself. You were never created for yourself. You were created for him. You were created to serve him. He said we're made us to a kingdom and priest. What does priest? Priest sacrifice things. I, I looked up the word in the Greek and it means to sacrifice, to give up some things, to give up the sacrifice, to give up the things that is not like him. And I'm knocking on some hearts today and maybe stepping on some toes today. But it's necessary for your growth. It's necessary for who God has called you to be. Some of the hearts that has been cut today, some of the toes that have been stepped on today, it's not the first time that you heard this because he's been speaking to you already. He's been telling you things already, what you need to get rid of and that you need to stop doing. He has already spoke to you, but now he's speaking again through the pastor to tell you, put it off. It ain't worth it. It really ain't. It ain't worth your salvation. It ain't worth your relationship with God. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. Trust me, it ain't worth it. He said, he said, old man, he said, look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pitched him. And all people on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. You said, look, folks, he is coming with the clouds in every eye. There ain't some eyes. He said, every eye will see him. He said, no, just in case you didn't get the ever, he said, even the ones who pitched him. 
And just in case you didn't get the picture, he said, and all, not just some, all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. Which means so be it. We tell him that every knee will have to bow, every tongue will have to confess that Jesus is Lord. I'd rather get my confession now. I'd rather tell him that he's Lord now. I'd rather tell him that Jesus Christ is Lord now than be forced to bow down to see him and tell him. I'd rather say it now. Every knee will have to bow. Every tongue will have to confess to say he is Lord. He said, everybody will see it. So shall it be. Amen. That's what he said. He said, this, this is what he told him. He said, listen, in verse 8, he said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord, says who? Says the Lord God, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty God, help me, hallelujah. He said, I am the, the Alpha and Omega, that means that he is the first in the last, says the Lord God, who is, who was, who is to come. He said, I am the almighty. Don't get this confused. He was there in Genesis. He's, he was there before Genesis. He's the one who spoke everything into existence. He said, let there be light, and it was light. He said, uh, he said let's create man in our image. Let us create man in our image. you got to catch that us. Who is the us he referring to? Hallelujah. Let us, the Trinity, God, Jesus was with him even when at the beginning. I'm telling you, this ain't no game. He said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the Almighty. I got all power. I'm sovereign. Everything holds in my hand. We're just flesh and vessels, hopefully filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. We're just clay. He made us out of dirt and breathed the breath of life into us. And we became a living soul. But we were created out of dust. And you know what he said? I'm going to give you my spirit to live in you and be with you. God himself. God the Father. God the Son. And God the Holy Spirit. It's not a game, folks. It's not a game that you want to play around with. It's not something you want to diddle daddle with or sway back and forth with. This ain't, this ain't no uh, tic-tac-toe, no dominoes, no checkers, none of that stuff. He's saying it's all coming soon. And he said soon then. Soon then. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. I'm telling you. He said, listen, John had a vision of Christ. This is what the, the topic of my Bible. I don't know if you have yours or you need to. Amen. I know we got it on the screen, but you need to get in the habit of flipping through those pages every now and then. Hallelujah. You need to get in the habit of getting that Bible out and open it. He said, John, first John, hallelujah. Uh, John, he said, John, I mean, John said, he said, I, John, your brother and companion, and the suffering and the kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus. He said, was on this island of Patmos 
uh, because of the word of God in the testimony of Jesus. Like I told you before, John was exiled. He said, look, look, listen, John refused to be like the world. So when he talked about Christ, they didn't want to hear that. So they're like, you got to you gotta go. And they exiled him. They put him on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony about Jesus. Hallelujah, I'm telling you, you folks who are Christian that say we're Christian, we will be persecuted. We will go through things that nobody else go through because we're not of the world. But we, he has, oh man, he has put our step by on us through his, through his spirit or for the day of redemption. We're not of this world. You're going to go through some things. I don't know if nobody told you that. I don't know when you said, I, I said, when you said, Lord, I surrender my life to you and I'm a Christian. I, I'm here to serve you. Y'all don't know if you thought it was going to be Gucci and gold. Then. No, you're going to go through some stuff. You're going to go through some stuff. But he said, I promise that I'll be with you. He said, those who endure through the end, don't lose your faith. Don't lose your hope. He said, on the Lord's day, I was in the spirit. What does it mean to be in the spirit? I don't know if you ever experienced this. It ain't special. It ain't like I got a, 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 a magic wand or something like that. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the grave lived in us. He didn't say Terrence. He didn't say just Terrence, uh, just Brother Dominic. He didn't just say some of the folks, and he said lives in us. He said he was in the spirit. That means that he was separated from the world. He was meditating. I don't know if you ever experienced this before. When you spend time with the Lord, he said those who will worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So when you're spending time with the Lord and you're, Praying and you're worshiping and tell him how good he is, how amazing he is. Something happens, I tell you. The more time that you spend with him, the more time that you'll get to know him. It's a relationship that he wants. He's not satisfied with just Sunday morning worship. He's not satisfied just hearing the gospel every now and then on Sunday when you need him every day. He's not satisfied with that. He's not satisfied with occasional reading. He's not satisfied with occasional praying when something ain't going right. He's not satisfied with the life that we live because he said, I, I paid the price for you to live this way. He said, I love you so much, I'm telling you, repent and turn away from it. That's what Jesus came saying. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said on the Lord's day I was in the spirit and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. Hallelujah. Uh, which said write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches. Send it to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia and Laodicea. John said he turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. He said, when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. 
And among the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man, dressed in a robe, which reached down to his feet, and with a golden sash around his chest. He described it to our Savior. He said the hair on his head was white like wool. Hallelujah. As white as snow. And his eyes was like a blazing fire. Hallelujah. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. And his voice was sound like sounded like a rushing water. And in his right hand he held seven stars. And coming out of his mouth was a shark. Double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. Out of his mouth was a double-edged sword. The word of God, I tell you, when he speaks, it cuts you. You're describing our Savior. He's describing what he saw. He said, when I saw him, in verse 17, when I saw him, I, hallelujah, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then what he did, what did Jesus do? He said, then he placed, and this is when he finally revealed himself who he is. He said, then he placed his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid. I am the first in the last. I am the living one. I was dead. Oh, hallelujah. And now look, I am alive forever and ever. Hallelujah. And I hold the keys of death in Hades. He said, I am alive forever and ever. Jesus was the only one who died only one time, and then he was raised and sitting at the right hand of the Father. Lazarus died. You remember Lazarus, right? Lazarus died. Jesus came and woke him back up and told him that Lazarus died again. See, when Jesus rose up again, when he died and he rose up, he didn't die again. He's the only one. He said, I am alive forever and ever. Hallelujah. He said, I'm the living one. I was dead. Hallelujah. But he said, now I got the keys of death and hate it, so we don't have to fear death. Hallelujah. He said, those who believe in him and walk this walk, I'm telling you, and it's a place waiting for you that call paradise. It's a place that waiting for you that's called heaven where the streets are paved with gold and there's a lake like a glass of the sea. And you can see it was no, don't, there won't be no need for a sun or a moon because the presence of the Lord will overwhelm this place. Hey, I'm telling you, it's a place that we must seek. It's a place that we must go. Hallelujah. And that we're seeking and I ain't got to worry about death. I ain't got to worry about none of that stuff. Hallelujah. Because I know that I believe in the Son. He said, for those who believe in Jesus Christ, he said, oh, he said, I will give them everlasting life. Hallelujah. He said, I am alive forever and ever. Some of us, some people are going to be Showing sure enough shocked on that day. Some of people, he said, wide is the road for destruction. Narrow is the road to eternal life. Many will be on the road to destruction. He said, some, 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 some. 
That means not everybody. Not everybody. He said everybody will have a chance. You will have the chance, a decision to make. I tell you today that it's, that is the best, the most important decision you can ever make in your whole entire life. So all the other decision that you make is about this world. This decision is about the next one. This decision is about eternal life. That means life everlasting. You, everybody in here, your family members, choose today whom you will serve. Time out. See, look, once she was born again and surrendered her life to Christ, said the old things have passed away. Behold, you are a new creation. Stop letting those old things still trip you up when you've already been born again and made new. You can't pick up those old things no more. You've been made new. He said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. It starts here, folks. It starts here. Everything that we do, the mind, our mind, our brain is the control tower of our body. So our, our hand can't tell our mind what to do. Our mind tell our hand what to do. It starts here. We must train our mind through the word of God. It's time out. I'm telling you. It's time out to stop. You got to stop living the way that you're living. I hear, like, well, Pastor, you, you must think you just so holy and thou. I say, nah. Pastor ain't holy and thou, but I will be holy because I strive to be. And he commanded us to be. Yes. He commanded us to be. It wasn't no if, in, but, or a comma to the solution. He said, be holy for I am holy. It ain't no comma in it. It ain't no but in it. It ain't no excuse in it. It's to live this way. Choose. Choose. Every day is a choice now. Every day is a choice. Whether you're going to do good, do what the Spirit says, or do what the Word says. Every day is a choice. Every temptation that you go through, there is a way out. But we choose to stay in it instead of choosing the way out. God has given us something so powerful that I don't even think the world can even comprehend. He gave us Him. He literally gave us him the same power see you got to see you got to believe that stuff though you got to believe it you got to believe it you got to believe it i'm telling you the same power that raised him from the grave lives in us but you still can choose it's what called free will is you still can choose not to listen to it, not to allow it to lead you and guide you into the way that he wants you to go. 
you still can choose to not listen. But I tell you today, Kelly Crossing this, and for your family members also, take, word, take heed to the words of this prophecy. Because eternity is at stake. I guarantee you everybody in here can name a couple of folks in that family that need them, that don't know him, and maybe don't want nothing to do with him. How else would they learn of him? Maybe it's you. Maybe it's your job. Maybe God has said, listen, I told you to be the light of the world. Go be light in that darkness that he's in or she's in. At least tell that person about me. At least give them the option to choose. We got folks all through our family. Now, I plan on going on vacation in July. And my family think it's going to be a whole sunshine and rainbows when I get there. Oh, they got another thing coming. You got to get our house in order. And then not to brag or anything like that, but I know some things. I know some folks ain't living right. I know some folks in my family that say they're Christian, but then they do some dipping and slipping, some sneaky stuff in the back in the closet. Ah, you're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses, he said. You are to be holy. You are to live right. And if some folks don't even know him, I got to go get it. I got to at least tell them the, the way to salvation. I got to at least give them the opportunity to say yes or no. Hopefully it's not the latter. And you must do the same. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be an evangelist. You can just be a Christian. You can just be a Christian. Tell your brother or sister. Tell your family member, amen. I'm, I'm giving you, I'm telling you, hey, you, you're going down the wrong path, man. Lead with Jesus. Say he is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only way, man. And I'm concerned about you. Deeply moved about you. Compassion and love. Not to tear you down, not to beat you down, but show you the truth. Because it is the truth that is going to set us free. It is the truth that is going to set that family member free. Some, some may not like it, but I tell you, the word doesn't go back void. The word of God doesn't go void. When it, when it speaks, the, when you speak the word, I tell you, you're planting seeds. Amen. You mind if I share, brother? Where was that? Uh, we've been at TPA Park for, for Bible study. It's no longer called small group. Let's call it Bible study because death and life lies in the power of your tongue. You call it small, it'll be small. I don't want it to be small. I want it to be enormous. I want people coming to Christ. So we're going to call it Bible study. We was in Bible study. And Lord was leading uh, brother go talk to these kids and and then there's one, this kid, I tell you, he started mocking Jesus. He started mocking our God that we serve. He didn't want to listen, man. He refused and mocked him in his face. It almost like he spit in the face of God. Hallelujah. And he continued to mock him. And Brother Dominic continued to start telling the word of God. 
Amen. He rode away on his bike and he continued to mock. That following Thursday, that boy was in bowels there. Stayed the whole entire time. There were some old folks and more children that came and sat at the table and listened to the word of God. Truth be told, they need it. They actually want it, but they don't know what they're searching for. Amen. And at the end of that Bible study, brother went to go talk to him. He ended up surrendering his life to Christ. <laughs> I tell you, it's folks that wanted it. It's time, it's near, it's no more playing, it's no more, oh, dilling daddle, there's no more scrawling the fence, there's no more one foot in the world and one foot in the church, there's no more of that stuff, get rid of it and live for God, because he is the author, the finish, the perfecter of our faith, and I tell you today, live, choose today who you will serve. Because he's coming back and he's coming like on the clouds. And every man will see him. Everybody will see him. And every tongue will confess. Hallelujah. And I ask that I plead with you. Be ready. Be ready. He said, he said 19 and verse 19. And I'm getting out of here. He said, right therefore, what you have seen, what is now, and what will take place later. The mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and of the seven golden lampstands is this. The seven stars are the angels or the messengers of the seven churches, i.e. pastors of the seven churches. He said, in the seven lampstands are the seven churches. And next week we're going to dive into what God the Son of Man, our Jesus, our Lord, and our Savior, Redeemer, had to say about these churches. The question Kelly Crossing that we all must ponder, what would he say about us? How does he see this church? The message came to the pastor. And I'm telling you, the message is here. And it is this. Four words. I am coming soon. If you receive the word today, get a lot of hands up and say.